Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And uh, I'm joined by my main men. I have to say main men now. I used to have to say main man. But I have to say main men now. Benny and Brian, (laughs) the tag team. That's right. As one. WWE. I don't think they're WWE. They're the KKNW. And I have to say main men because we cannot forget our friends at WBLQ. Across the, you can't say across the pond because it's not a pond. So you have to say across the prairie. I think there's a prairie from Seattle to uh, Rhode Island, right? Minus the little house. Do we have the prairie there? We have the prairie from Seattle to Rhode Island, right? Isn't there like the prairie? I guess, yeah. It's not so much of a prairie much anymore. Okay. It's kind of been inhabited by most people. Okay, so... Right across the new oil wells out in the Dakotas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yippee skippy, everybody. We got some stuff going on here on the show today. I want to welcome you. We're going to be kicking it off with uh, Linda Starwolf, Star, as I like to call her. Uh, and we're going to be talking about visionary shamanism. Visionary shamanism. Yeah, I love the term. First of all, I love the term, sh- term shaman. Uh, because it's it's kind of one of these terms that when you hear it out in the public, um, you kind of wonder, oh, what is that about? But you know what? Here's what I'm feeling right now, Benny. I'm feeling. This is what I'm feeling. You used to be able to say a word shaman, and people would think, ah, that is so way out there. No, not anymore. Not when you've got mega multi-hundred million dollar movies about vampire and vampires and werewolves. No. Not when you have top hit television series about vampires, werewolves, and ghosts that are getting along. Amazing. Uh, Not when you have movies like Avatar coming out there that have a spiritual tree that is so sacred. So what is so cool about this is, you know, looking at what it is we get to call into our lives right now. Everybody's talking about 2012, and, you know, some people are talking about 2012. I'm actually really looking forward to January 1st, 2013. Now, I'm not really going to skip 2012, but part of this is about an energy. It is about a vibration. You know, it is about something that's going on in the world, some kind of change. Um, and I, I think I was just listening to the news, Benny, and I thought that I heard for the first time, like in a really long time, uh, the unemployment rate had gone down. So there's something going on already in 2012. Well, guess what? Linda Starwolf's joining us here today. She's founder of Venus Rising Association for Transformation and Venus Rising University for Shamanic uh, Psycho-Spiritual Studies. And beyond that, you know, this is 
when you think about Star, when you think about what her life is about, you think about people that have been committed and dedicated to raising the vibration on the planet in a lot of different ways. You know, there's so much that we can say and we can talk about in terms of her journey. You know, when you look at the life that she said yes to, her dedication to helping others get rid of patterns that no longer serve them, you think about the micro that has to do with the greater picture. So when we talk about Star Wolf, we're talking about somebody that is not only the co-author of Visionary Shamanism, but we're talking about somebody that has a lifetime of plugging into that vibration. So here we are today. We're going to be talking about the significance and the importance of Visionary Shamanism, but we're also going to be talking about what it means to activate the cells in our body, what it means to marginalize fear, if not get rid of it completely, and step into the power that has been divinely ours. You know, the end of separation between us and spirit, whatever your beliefs and philosophies are, why don't we say yes to the union that has been ours from our very, very birth? And I think Star will probably say, probably a couple of lives ago. Star, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat. What a great introduction. You know, let's talk. Let's you and I, let's us girls chat for a minute. We can do that. Let's chat. Now, 2012, and I want to start with this conversation because there's been a lot said about 2012. I'm focusing on, yes, 2012. But let's not forget, there's going to be a January 1st of 2013. What is it about the magic that is, some people believe, is in the air? And I believe you, you, based on what I've read in the book, I believe you're there too, but you've been there for like over 30 years. What is is it? Are we finally catching up with you, Star? What's going on here? Well, I sure hope so because I've been like a duck out of water ever since (laughs) I landed on this planet, and I don't think I'm the only one. I think uh, I was uh, doing an interview the other day, and someone said, oh, well, you were were one of the original uh, crystal children or indigo children, and I that was the first time I'd really thought about that, you know, because I, I have some grandsons that I consider indigos and, uh, you know, those who are kind of ahead of their time in that way. But, you know, and I think it even starts with the fact that I was born prematurely by a few weeks. So there's a whole pattern that got set right from the beginning and probably – uh, was intended all along. But I do want to say one thing I think it's really important, uh, a point that you made before I go into this, and that is, by golly, if vampires, werewolves, and ghosts could get along, <laughs> <laughs> then perhaps human beings in different countries and at least, you know, maybe the Republicans and Democrats could start to get along long enough for us to change some of the things in this country that are really ready to change. So, I, you know, it gives me hope when the vampires, werewolves, and ghosts are, are, are making it. They're setting a, a good example for the rest of us, and I really love that. I'm going to start using that when I give my talk. It is. If you yeah. don't mind, I'll but quote you on that. I, you can certainly <laughs> quote me because, you know, I'm someone uh, like you, right? You, you know, I kind of got popped out at an early age where I was so fascinated by what we call the occult. I don't even understand where mm-hmm. that comes from, that term. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. look at Moses can part the Red Sea. <laughs> Jesus can bring people back from the dead. But because we believe in something that represents 
images or uh, things that go clunk and bang in the night. We have to call it occult. It's kind mm. of like, it's kind of interesting, isn't it, Star? Well, it is because occult. The word occult simply means means that which is hidden, and things have been hidden and have become occult over the years because there was so much suppression by mm-hmm. the more fundamentalist uh, and powerful sects in the world at that time. Because if people have the freedom to fully awaken their inner wisdom keeper, their inner shaman, and to be their own inner authority, as Jesus said, the Father and I are one. If people truly have the freedom to do that, then they don't need necessarily um, some of the higher-ups and and the more fundamentalist sects or even um, particularly people in government to tell them or represent them so that they, as if they don't know who they are or what they know what is right for themselves. So this is really an era where, um, you know, being a priest or a priestess or a shaman or an authority figure in the world, I'm not saying that those will become absolutely uh, obsolete any time in the very near future, but certainly that privilege is extended to all of us. You know, in olden times, if you will, you know, the uh, the kings and the queens, they were passed down as privilege to the to their heirs. And that was kept within a certain class, you know, the class wars, if you will. And really, there was not a middle class. There was, you know, the elite class and the extremely poor. And that's what's happening in some ways in our own country and, and of course, around the world today, except simultaneously people are waking up and saying, I don't need someone to tell me what I think. Right, right. You know... Very interesting. I, I, I just want to tell you a story. I hope you don't mind. I know I've been given a whole bunch of questions that come that come with the book, but yeah, you can you, ask me anything. You I'm going to ask you anything because I think the questions are great, and and we will talk about some of them, especially your own journey. Because one of the things that has come up, if you want, if we, let's just go scripture for a little bit. You know, one of the things that seems to come up for people is uh, is this idea: Do I have to go through the fire? You know, as one of the uh, uh, one of the most uh, popular spiritual leaders says, we, we don't. Yeah, we go through the fire. But here's the thing. It's not about burning up and coming back. It's about being fireproof. Mm. And, and I want to ask you, you know, how have you had to be, be fireproof in your life? Because your message is very, very powerful. You're at mm. this place where you're not really caring what people, you know, are thinking or saying. And you're helping a ton of people. But I can't help but think that at different points in your life, you've had to be a little fireproof. Well, I have. I have definitely. In fact, uh, my favorite astrologer this morning, Ruby Falconer, I I co-authored a book with her on shamanic Egyptian astrology a couple years ago, wrote me this morning to tell me that um, the, you know, uh, Saturn was squaring my son right now, and my son is in Sagittarius, and she was saying, so watch out, you know, for the fire. And uh, she said, just don't become a... Uh, keep burning. I know you're in a fire cycle right now because I'm writing two other books. She said, but don't turn into a charred star wolf. We need you here. <laughs> wow. So, yes, I'm very fiery. I was, you know, born in December 14th. I'm a very, very fiery being. I have four planets in fire. And at the same time, becoming fireproof is, um, you know, is something I've had to learn to do because I feel like I, I was in the fire from the moment I was born. I had a very difficult birth. Uh, I had a lot of things that happened in my life, and I've been through a lot of, as you've uh, said, a lot of transformation in my life. Now, one of the things I want to say about fire, fire is not something to be afraid of, but it is something to be respected. And 
you know, the elements of water, earth, fire, and air, they are our friends. And for the most part, if you look at the elements, for the most part, all of the time, the elements in the world are in a perfect balance. And most of the time, the elements in the world are providing us with our shelter, our warmth, our food. They are not hurting us at all. They are extremely supportive. It's when we do not respect the outer elements as well as the inner elements that we get hurt. And, you know, whether it's the uh, global warming or whether people are, are, you know, building their houses on the edge of a cliff next to a hurricane zone or on a, are putting uh, nuclear power reactors on a fault line, you know, plus at all, but especially on a fault line. These are things of not ex, uh, experiencing the common sense of how to live in the natural, organic, shamanic world of death and rebirth and cycles of change. The fire cycle that comes to us when we need to change is simply a signal that it's time to face the music, that it's time to stop doing what we've been doing and to walk through change. And it can feel very uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. But I'll tell you what feels more uncomfortable yeah. than walking through the fires of change. Yes, tell me. Staying the same. Oh. Yeah, you know why? For me, because as I stay the same... Everything around me is accelerating. So Mm -hmm. what's happening is I'm actually getting left behind. That's right. And that's the feeling. I love this. You know, my son's in Sagittarius. (laughs) I'm December 11th. Oh, we're just uh, three days apart. I have four planets in Sagittarius. (laughs) I've got to talk to you during the break because I need to I, I need to just check in with your astrologer, see if I'm going to have to be going through the same thing here. Well, you'll probably want to interview her. She's amazing. Oh, I would love to. Star Wolf joining me here today. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, here's the deal. Are you ready to bring out the inner shaman in you? Are you ready to bring that inner shaman out? You know, what is it that holds us back from understanding this innate power that we have that was so divinely given to us? So immensely talked about whether it is it, whether you believe in, you know, uh, Jesus or Buddha all over the place. There are messages about who we truly are. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. Are you ready for a joyful and successful realty experience? Today's real estate market is challenging, complex, and constantly changing, and is one of the best times in years to buy or sell a home. But you'll need to find the right person to help you on your journey, one who understands the opportunities and will make this the best experience of your life. Kathy Staup is just that person, an experienced real estate agent who knows the pitfalls, can spot the red flags, and guide you to a successful, positive purchase or sale. Kathy Staup can spot the real deals, saving you time chasing a listing only to find it's not available. Known as the positive real estate agent, Kathy will make your next sale or purchase easy, fun, and successful. Start this journey with positive energy. Call Kathy at 206-276-1070. That's 206-276-1070. Or visit PositivePathHome.com. PositivePathHome.com for the most positive realty experience of your life. Imagine a chocolate so decadent that you'd never believe it could be good for you. Align your inner bliss with Mother Nature's magic. The power of cold-pressed cocoa by Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Shasai is everything you ever dreamed healthy should taste like. We combine unprocessed cocoa with acai and blueberry 
for an unbeatable high-oxidant powerhouse. Shasai, the healthy chocolate. Visit us at LifesaverChocolate.com or call 888-287-2011. Are you ready for an extraordinary life? Introducing Spectrum Life Design Education. Spectrum seminars and training are intended for you to discover and redesign the core beliefs that generate your life results, circumstances, and experiences by utilizing a synergistic approach to the art of living. Participants are provided with experiential and practical tools that raise their level of consciousness that embrace the whole person, mind, body, heart, and spirit. These principles allow you to transform your ability to engage your authentic yearnings, to profoundly connect with yourself and others, along with maximizing your potential and greatest dreams. For more information as well as a course schedule, please visit them at SpectrumLifeDesign.com. That's SpectrumLifeDesign.com. Discover the ancient art of herbal medicine today. Herbs can help our bodies respond better to the modern world's stress and toxicity, as well as nourishing and strengthening. Using organic herbs from around the world, the skilled herbalists at Urban Wellness help you choose the herbs best suited for your body. See what herbs can do for your life and health by visiting our downtown Kirkland location. Or check out our offerings and informative classes online at urbanwellness.net. That's H-E-R-B-A-N wellness.net. Oh, guess what? I was around to actually get up close and personal with that song, Benny. No kidding. Back as, how do you say oh. it? Back in the day. Yeah. Benny says, Back in the day. Back in the day for me, uh, uh, like listening to, you know, Fresh Prince, Will Smith before he got like really big. Yeah. That's back in the day for me. That's back in the day for mm-hmm. you. Okay. Back in the day for me is, yeah, that <laughs> song, Be Back in the Day. Oh. Really long hair. Right? Does it start? You mean the actual song? It's like back in the day when it's I was young. I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. Oh, no, oh okay. No, okay. That's okay. back in the day. Well, All right. back in the day when I was, yeah, right. I got you. So back in the day for you is like Will Smith. It's not that long ago. Back in the day for me <laughs> is Janice Joplin. Yeah. Well, that she was good, man. I miss oh, her. Oh my God. You got can you can you snatch up for a little Janice for us? Ah, oh, she's gone too soon. Welcome back, everyone. You know what? I told you we were going to talk about bringing it. Uh, you know that inner shaman, that thing you got going on in there. You know you've got it going on, and just longing to come out, longing to come out. Well, let me just tell you, I get to chat with Star Wolf today, and the book that she has put out along with co-author, um, and, and absolutely for those of you out here, Ann Dillon, is Visionary Shamanism. This is an important book for for our time because many of us are being, feel like we're being pulled forward, sideways, back, you know, kind of like that car accident I was in December 10th, the day before my birthday. You know, it's kind of like things are being shaken up, but there is a way to figure out what the vision is. And that's why Star Wolf is joining me here today, along with this incredible book. You know, Star, thank you uh, so much because, you know, I said before the break, are you ready to bring out you know, that inner shaman, are you ready to bring it out to the forefront? And I, and we were talking about what it means to be fireproof. And and I don't know about you, but I I wonder if I had to go through some of the things that I went through in my life in order to have the perspective I have about the world. I wonder if I could have done it without that. What do you think? 
Well, <clears throat> I think that things are changing, and I believe that in the past, perhaps we've need, needed stronger wake-up calls. Perhaps we've needed a little more suffering than yeah. we will need in the future. Even the Dalai Lama said that a little suffering is needed, but not so much suffering. So much of the suffering, suffering that we do really is brought on by our resistance to change. You know, the, the tempering in the fire is important. In the book, Visionary Shamanism, there's one chapter that I really love, you know, in my own book, but it's a chapter called For the Love of Isis. And in there, there's this story of Isis where she holds this child over the fire, and she keeps tempering the child over the fire, and she's a nanny, if you will, uh, during her search for Osiris, her beloved, who has disappeared and who's been cut into bits. But anyway, she, the, it's the king and queen's son that she is tempering over this fire, and they come in and they scream, and oh my God, and then they realize it's Isis because she rises up and she explains that no, she's not barbecuing their child. <laughs> she is tempering the child. And this is something that we all must do. We all must be tested and tempered until we come into a balance within ourselves where we know our inner strength. How are we ever going to know our inner strength? How will we know forgiveness? How will we know patience? How will we know courage unless we experience some of the opposites? And Carl Jung, the famous Swiss psychoanalyst that so many of us admire, spoke about that all things travel in complementary opposites upon the earth, all these qualities. And so as we birth these soul qualities, we experience their opposite. And that's why they say be careful what you pray for, because you will often get the opposite, pardon me, before you get to your goal. Now, I also believe in addition to that, and I not only believe, this is my experience. Like you said, I'm not a spring chicken either. I've been doing this for a while. Uh, You know, I was back in the day as well. (laughs) And so, uh, you know, I'm still there in a lot of ways. (laughs) So I understand that there's a certain amount of tempering that must happen through walking through these elemental energies. It's a very shamanic process, if you will, of death and rebirth. And at the same time, um, you know, like my good friend Sarah Jane, who's our kundalini caterer here at our retreat center, when she makes a pot of chili, she, you know, she makes, there's lots of stuff in that chili. And there's a, a good, ha- healthy, you know, healthy, heaping um, red pepper in it. But it's just one small ingredient compared to all the rest. I'm not so sure that we need as much suffering as we used to have. And that's part of the theme of this book is, We don't have time to hang out with lesser gods. We don't have time to hang out with, to slum around in addictions and old patterns anymore and do psychoanalysis for 35 years. The planet needs us to wake up now if we're going to come into alignment with her, if we're going to continue to be players here with the earth. Jimmy, she'll exist without us after we're gone. But if we're going to step into our sacred roles the way the animals have and the plants and the trees and the mineral kingdom, if we're going to do that, we do have to wake up to the fact that we cannot look to an outer authority to tell us who we are anymore. We must wake up through our own suffering, but also through our own inner awareness and find out who it is we really are, who we came here to be. We're kind of like a you know, the beggar's child who finds out that they were really a king or a queen all alone. 
You know, that's who we are. Don't you think, Star, that, you know, this is really I love this conversation. And uh, and actually, there's a a part of the book that I want to talk to you about. Maybe this question kind of goes with it. Uh, There's part of the book where you talk about the difference between the spirit, the soul and the ego. And one of the things that I that I that I wanted to ask you, and I think it does refer to that part of the book, is there is a what I call the great contradiction right now. And it's it's this battle that goes on within each and every person where we feel like and I'm just going to use the soul as an example. Our soul is pulling us in a direction, yet we are have two big chunks of cement on our feet because things in the outer world are telling us not to go there Mm -hmm. or are telling us we're not powerful enough to go there or are telling us the fact that uh, our economic conditions don't allow us to dream anymore. How do we, if, I don't know if you even agree with this, but how do we reconcile this pulling forward and the cement blocks that seem to hold us back? Because I've had that experience myself. I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. trust me. This is not an easy journey for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you have shamanic consciousness. Those who are ignorant, you know, and, and can be in bliss, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but when you have shamanic consciousness, you have two sets of eyes, at least, maybe more. You have one set of eyes that you look out at the world and you go, oh, my God, what a mess. Uh, even if we are on live, sometimes we go, oh, my God, what is a mess. And at the same time, there's another set of eyes that when we look at the in the eyes of a child, when we look at our beloved animal companions, when we stand next to the magnificence of an incredible tree or a beautiful garden or by the ocean, we go, oh, my God, how much beauty, how much magnificence. So the trick is, I believe, and it's not really a trick, it's really a skill that we develop, is to see with a third set of eyes. And that third set of eyes, instead of just human or spiritual elevation, is the eyes of the soul. And the eyes of the soul looks out at the world and it sees the the concrete cement blocks and it sees the beauty and it sees those two existing side by side, creating something even more. And that soulfulness, the ability to have soul qualities, the, the ability to be the walker between those worlds, to be in the world fully, but not of it. To remember that we came from someplace else. Our human lives will end. We came from, if you will, from the heart and mind of God. God is all that is. We came from the great star nations. We are seeds from another level of consciousness that came here. And the earth has raised us up, if you will, kind of like her foster children. But she's done it with complete love because our bodies are made from her elements and loves us very much. It says that Isis raised Anubis, who was her twin sister, Nephthys son, and she raised him like he was her own because he couldn't, uh, Nephthys lived in the other world and he couldn't be raised there. He had to come here in order to become the great, powerful shaman that he became in this world. This is the world where shamans are born. Spirits live in all things, but it's in this realm that true shamans are born. And what are shamans? Shamans in the old ways of thinking are those who are selected out specially by their tribes, their villages, by the elders, and it's something that they show the world that they are. They're frequently, almost always, 
marked in some way. They have a wound that they overcome, and then they're trained to overcome that. And as they overcome that, are they satisfied just to overcome that? No. They bring back what they've learned to the world. They're wounded healers, if you will. Well, all of us, simply by being born onto this planet, as beautiful as it is, because we're human, are wounded. We're wounded from the moment, actually, probably that we're even conceived with all the pollutants that, are, that float around in our mother's wombs, but also when we're cut off from that cosmic world and come out into this world, as beautiful as it is, there's a lot here, a lot of strife. And as we learn to overcome and transform these lessons in our lives, we become the shamanic beings that we are, and then we can share that with those who come beyond, be, before us. It's our responsibility, every one of us, to clean up the past, whether we inherited from our family of or, origin, culture of origin, religion of origin, humanity of origin. It's our responsibility, regardless of who bequeathed it to us, to clean it up within ourselves and to do it as quickly as possible because time is running out. The the All the prophecies and all the traditions and spiritual traditions say time is changing, and we need to get with the program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, well, let's talk about that when we come back, because sure. one of the things that, you, you know, you do so brilliantly is help people through the many, many opportunities you've provided uh, for the. I want to talk about those when we come back. I want to make sure that everybody knows how to get a copy of this book and all of your publications. But also, this is the question. What do we learn from our past? What do we learn from our future? And is that even possible? Star Wolf, my very special guest today. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Diesel Dan, just before it rained, rode us all the way to New Orleans. Going under the knife for spinal surgery should be your last resort. Get a copy of this free special report, What Your Doctor Doesn't Want You to Know About Back Surgery. Get the report online at wellnessone.net or call them toll-free at 866-499-7509. Read the report. It will take about eight minutes in order to make a better informed decision about your back pain. Visit wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. Integrative Dentistry provides a broad range of holistic dental services by using healthy materials, whole body understanding, and quality care. Dr. Mitch Martyr focuses on natural dentistry by combining alternative treatments with conventional procedures. He has done extensive research and continuing studies in a broad range of allied fields, including TMJ and pain treatment, orthodontics, periodontology, mercury removal, toxicology, nutrition, herbal medicine, acupuncture, massage, craniosacral, and homeopathy. Call for an appointment or free consultation at 206-367-6453. That's 206-367-6453. And visit MitchMartyrDDS.com. That's MitchMartyrDDS.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to share something amazing with you. If you're sick of information and ready for an extreme transformation, then check out world-renowned energy healer Ann Taylor at FasterQuickerBetter.com. She's been creating miracles in tens of thousands of people's lives for over 16 years, and I'm one of those people. You, too, can easily do the same by simply listening to her recordings. If you want to miraculously eliminate fears, worries, and negative beliefs, then you owe it to yourself to purchase her amazing package, which includes over 50 pieces of healing work. 
Thanks to Ann's 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Hurry over to FasterBetterQuicker.com and finally experience the quantum leap in consciousness that you truly deserve. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. What robs you of your energy and vitality? The weight gain that just won't go away? Toxicity, prolonged stress, or maybe a trauma from a car accident or fall that damaged your nervous system? Go to this website, bellevue.wellness1.net, to learn more about the doctors at Wellness One of Bellevue and Eastgate. They'll take time with a free consultation to evaluate the health problems affecting you. Get your health and energy back. Go to bellevue.wellness1.net. Come on, Star, you can sing this song. <laughs> I sing that song a lot. Oh, my goodness. That is so bringing me back. You know, I actually love growing up in the 60s. I don't know about Me you. Me too. I did. Me too. I did. It was the best and the worst. It really was. It was, <laughs> it was shamanic times, my dear. It really was the best and the worst. It was the shamanic times, the light and the dark. People talk about this day and age, right, mm-hmm. as being the best and the worst. Uh, I think it's kind of all relative, right? Yes, of course it is. Yeah, and you know, we're a little bit older, so we can reflect a little bit back on what was going on back there uh, and, 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 and actually look at it today. So guess what, though? Here's the deal. It's history repeating itself. So mm-hmm. guess what? The inner shaman came out and was named the person of the year, the protester. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that the inner shaman? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and the protester doesn't just protest. The protester is standing up for what is right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. You, sometimes you have to stand up, and, it, and when you stand up for what is right, it automatically makes you look like you're standing against right. something. But I've always, you know, I've always been an activist and a protester. Um, you know, a protester is someone who speaks up and tells the truth and says, "Here's the way it is." And they say, "Oh, you're protesting." I said, "Well, if saying the truth and standing up for what's right is protesting, yeah, I am." You know, so. Standing up for what is right is, is considered to be a protest. All right. Well, let me ask you a, a really uh, interesting question because I didn't know we were going to go in this direction. <laughs> but before we do, what I would love for you to do is, first of all, tell people how they can get a copy of your book. But also, you've got some really cool things planned for this year. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you do a lot of work to help each of us uh, bring out that inner shaman. So let's t- just take a moment to let people know uh, about you. Great. Great. Well, the first thing I would say is go to my website, which is www.shamanicbreathwork.org, and you can find it's it's a large website, so be patient, go through it. There's because we have a lot going on. On that website, we have listed all of our programs and events, which with Venus Rising Association for Transformation, which is the name of our nonprofit. 
Then we have our Venus Rising University, which is a new university that we have, and we're, um, you know, we're official. We're not accredited, but we're an official university in the state of North Carolina, and people can study and, be- and get bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. and doctor of ministry in shamanic psycho-spiritual studies um, through what's called uh, exempt from non-licensure through the state of North Carolina with our university. So we're one of the first of our kind, perhaps, in the world. Um, we have events here coming up in March. We have a two-week intensive training where you can come to one week or two towards working towards your ordainment as a shamanic minister. And, yes, that is an official, real ordainment with the United States government, and we're the only ones in the United States that I know that is legally ordaining people as shamanic ministers. Through And we have an ordination and Global Ministers um, Network. Now, we also have a shamanic breath work, which is our what I feel is our, our best tool for transformation certification and training program. In the last two years, because of the accelerated times, we've created an accelerated program. So you can contact us about that, and we have a way where you can go through that program, especially if you're already a practitioner in an accelerated way. And that, that's coming up in March as well. We have Wise Wolf Councils through the Memorial Weekend for men, women, and children here at Isis Cove, which is our retreat center in the beautiful, magical blue mountains of western North Carolina, and many, many other things. You can find all these on our website. I do want to tell people, especially out in Washington and Oregon and and the northwest coast, that I will be out there. Uh, I have an event at the East West Seattle uh, Bookshop in Seattle, on February 17th and 18th, Author Talks and Journeys. And then in Portland, Oregon, in, at the New Renaissance um, Bookstore, and that's an author talk on the 23rd of February, and a Visionary Shamanism Workshop on February 25th. I have other uh, workshops. There's an Evolver event that I'll be speaking at. There's another breathwork. Uh, there's a television show, another radio show. There's several things I'm doing out there during that two weeks. So you can go onto my website and find all of that. So there's lots more, but just go to breathwork.org, and you can Facebook me at Linda Star Wolf. You can read my blog, Aquarian Shaman, and I'm happy to get back with you, and we have a whole team of shamanic ministers who will get back with you if I'm on the road. Wow. Thank you. And yeah, we're looking forward to getting you out here uh, in Seattle. I know you're going to be here for a bit with us and we so appreciate that. So thank you for coming out and seeing us. I look forward to being back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, uh, part of the conversation today is of course about visionary shamanism, but let's talk about what that really means in the context Mm -hmm. of everybody listening. Because I think for a while, Star, we've kind of um, we've gone through a number of decades, I think, where we seem to put figures, public figures on pedestals, and yes. we think they are the only people that can do that. They are the only people that can preach from the pulpit. They are the only people that can run the government. They are the only people that can be celebrities. And I think this is really a different age You know, I mean, Benny played the age of Aquarius earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's talk about the time we're stepping into and what it means to really claim that that name, that that title, Visionary Shaman. Yes. 
Well, I want to say right now, first of all, all those people out there who listen to the Janis Joplin song, all you baby boomers, <laughs> that was not the time you were born for. It is now. Yeah, wow. Thank <laughs> that you. Was, that was where you cut your teeth and learned how to talk a new language and go from black and white to technicolor. But this is a whole nother octave. There's colors that are being invented now. So this is important for the baby boomers to get off their desk, get off the couch, get away from the computer a little bit. I'm talking to myself, too, on that one. Yeah, me, too. And, you know, and, and to be, the, you know, to stand up and especially support all of these younger people. And that's really a passion of mine right now. I have several young women's, I call it shamanic young women groups. They're on their 20s, 30s, and early 40s, and uh, even 17 and 18. And to really support these these young women, these young men, the children, these indigos, these crystals, because they're, go- they're the ones who are going to take what we started. We're going to hand off the baton to them, but let's make sure we're handing off the baton and they're just not out there hanging in the dangle by themselves. I love seeing with the, you know, like with the Occupy Wall Street, the grannies. Yeah. And I was, I was sad to see, you know, the grannies and the pregnant women getting pepper sprayed along with the teenagers, but I was also proud of them. Because it, we're all in this together. And in the back of this book on visionary shamanism, we have a beautiful CD with the, the magical hong, which is an amazing instrument played by my good friend Matt Benuti, who's an incredible musician. And he takes us on musical journeys so we can be in touch with the visionary shaman within us and to envision. But the last song is a raucous, wild, fun song. If you haven't listened to it, listen and play it on your station. It's called We're All in This Together. And it's kind of a hip-hop song that's great. It says gay, by straight, you know, strippers, drummers, you know, tree huggers. We're all in this together. And it's a fantastic song that really uh, catches what, what this book is about. Visionary shamanism is saying that we honor the traditions that have gone before, whatever they've been, Christian, Buddhism, um, you know, Catholicism, Wiccan, Wiccan, Hinduism, you know, um, you know, the positive aspects of all religions. You know, the Islamic has some positive, powerful aspects to it. You know, we can't just sort out and say ours is the right one, whatever we happen to belong to. We honor the, the tradition of shamanism throughout the world. But we are truly in the age of Aquarius now. I think we're really, in some ways, just now putting our feet firmly in that age, even though that song came out in the right. late 60s, early 70s. We're just now, in 2012, putting our feet firmly in the ring of fire that is that, that age of Aquarius. But Aquarius is also about the element of air. Mm-hmm. And it is about coming through the fires of transformation into air into expansion, flying above where we can see the bigger story, catching the visions. Let us not forget, in history, we have come up time and time and time again to a place where something seemed impossible. Imagine how long we've only had electricity on this planet. Imagine how long we've only had the Internet. And imagine what we can do in just this year and the next couple of years to step fully into this place of our future. All we have to be able to do is download the future. Everybody almost knows now how to download programs onto their computer. Well, think about what that means. We've learned how to download this etheric information that is out there, compiling it and downloading it and and right at our, our fingertips in just a few seconds. But where did that come from, that information? 
that information came from within our minds and from higher mind. What if we can reach out into that imaginal world where our imaginal cells, that's what the scientists call it, the imaginal cells of who it is we are here to be, what it is we're here to invent, what it is we're here to discover, to heal, and bring forth at this time on the planet, and start downloading that. Well, my friends, we are doing it, and we can continue to do it. And one of the ways that we do it with Venus Rising and in our training and that I do personally and what I've learned through the years is by accessing a natural altered state where all of who it is that we already are exists on heaven as it is to be on earth. And that is our future. Our future selves, just like the butterfly is the future self of the caterpillar, the tall oak tree, magnificent redwoods, you know, are the future of that acorn or that seed. We have that, too. God or the Creator didn't create us as the only ones, you know, uh, that don't have this. The plants have it. The, the, the coal that becomes the diamond has it. Everything in nature, in the shamanic world, the natural world, and we are part of that. All we have to do is reclaim our birthright, that we are shamans. We, too, know how to shapeshift. We, too, are time travelers. We, too, have this incredible potential to be all that we are. And now is our time. What's the greatest challenge, uh, Star? What is the greatest challenge we have to step into that? You know, Stepping because... out of the box. Okay. That, uh, that, that's why I was going to ask you that. Stepping out of the box and not caring what other people think. And I'm not saying not to care. We need, in fact, we... Uh, one person said that I did a breathwork with the other day, and she was doing a healing experience. She said, I got from my breathwork experience that caring, receiving caring and giving caring, is the corrective experience that's needed for healing. Caring. We need to care deeply, but we can't care too much about those who live in fears, opinions of us. We must step beyond our own fears and stop allowing it to be mirrored in the outer world. And when we see it mirrored in the other world to go, oh, how is this mirroring what's going on inside of me? Because we'll have a great idea. I see it happen all the time. People get very excited. And then the fears come in. Yes. We must face those fears and say, that is an illusion. That is an illusion. What's real, it's real to my ego. But to my soul, it is just the process of transformation. And to my spirit, it doesn't even exist. The spirit doesn't have anything to be afraid of. It's eternal. The human has a lot to be afraid of because it's not. But the soul, who is truly the shamanic part of us that walks between those worlds, is invested in bringing spirit into matter. It's invested in the human and the spirit. So the soul is the one who says, okay, let's be reasonable to a point. But, you know, if you just live in fear, you miss the whole point of why spirit came here, why your spirit came here. So yeah. what is your life worth if all you did is stay stuck in the muck? Yeah, I, I don't know that spirit is introducing fear to us, right? No, it's not. No, it's not. I mean, you know, we go back in time and, you know, we look at some of the things that were written. Um, and, and there are v- various interpretations. We think it, we look at the indigenous people and we try to interpret what the message was. Uh, we look at some of the majestic things that you know, people that have come before us have done. 
uh, structures that ha- they have left behind on this planet, which people can't even figure out how they got there. I mean, if you go back thousands of years, right, Star, and you look at how out of the box some of these cultures were, you know, it makes you kind of scratch your head a little bit as if we've almost gotten amnesia about what we're capable of. You know, do you, am I making any sense at all? Absolutely. You know, I one of um, the books that I really enjoy is a book called Pronoia, How the <laughs> Universe is uh, Conspiring by um, Rob Bresney. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's how it's conspiring yeah. for us, not against us. Right. And, you know, it, it's just, these have been growing pains. You know, um, we, we feel, you know, sometimes we can get tunnel vision and say, oh, you know, we've been around forever. And the truth is we haven't. Our spirits have been around forever. But human beings haven't been around that long compared, if you will, to the universe, to the cosmos, to the earth, and all the other creatures and beings that have evolved here, we're the new kids on the block. We really are. And when I, people say to me, well, how do you think we are if we're the new kids? And I said, I think we're oh, maybe about 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're just dangerous enough. <laughs> Yeah. We're dangerous enough, you know, to, um, you know, we're old enough to have the keys to the car and to have all the privileges of an adult, uh, and yet we haven't fully grown into it. But it's time for us to take the quantum leap, and there have always been quantum leaps on this planet, that moment of, you know, dun, 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 you know, where all of a sudden something happens, and the world we knew ended as it was and transformed. This time... We, we have the capabilities within our grasp to make another quantum leap. But the quantum leap we want to make is not to end human life and a lot of other life along with us while we're making that leap. So you see, we're becoming, in some ways, the godlike beings that we were meant to be because we are the children of God. Well, think about it. If you're the children of, child of a tomato plant, you're a tomato. If you're a child of a, a dog, a puppy, you become a dog. If we're a child of God, what are we becoming? We're becoming the grown-up creators on this planet, co-creators. We're here to be godlike, to be divine. And it's time for us to accept that responsibility. And one of the things that we can learn from the indigenous people that have been around the longest, if you will, is that we have this incredible ability to travel into the world to see what we're creating from the future. And, you know, think about it. If we had really given it thought in the planet, the cultures that exist now around the planet that are coming in, quote, to the, you know, postmodern world, if we had thought about seven generations forward other than just we want cheap electricity now, would we really build nuclear reactors? And if we did, would we put them on fault lines and places where there's earthquakes Mm. regularly? Right. Would we do that if we had thought seven generations forward? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. We must be able to not only think into the past and see that learning from the past can help us, but we must be able to shamanically think into the future and say, what is the future? And, you know, for people who recover from addictions as I have, one of the things I learned early on in my early, it'll be 30 years, quite frankly, Uh March 21st, since I got sober, was I had to think into the future what my future would look like if I took the next drink. You know, not only from the past, but the future. What would it look like? Right. What would that look like? And what I would do, 
And it was wonderful because my sponsor, who was a great person, this is 30 years ago, said to me, just write a book called, you know, My, my Journey with Alcoholism. And in the beginning on that first page, say, I, here's what it was like. And then about page 30, say, and then I decided to drink again. And then don't even read the middle of the book. Flip to the last page and say, and she died an ugly death. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that's the future if I take that course. We can do that. We can because we have the ability, just like the indigenous people did. And, you know, a lot of people now are flocking to many places in the world to have experiences with indigenous people. And yeah. I have done this over the years myself. Yeah. In fact, this year, we're going for the for 12-12-12, December 12th. We're going to be there for two weeks. Activation in Peru. Right. I saw that. breath work on 12-12-12 uh, at Machu Picchu. And we'll be connecting with uh, traditional shamanistic people there. But my main thrust now, after having many, many years of working with traditional shamans, what they really taught me is that we all have this within us. Yes. And that we don't have time to, or money sometimes, or energy worldwide for every single person to work with a shaman or a therapist or a counselor. But we can find practices like the shamanic breathwork practice and we can learn how to do these things on our own and with other groups. And we can learn how to bring our future into the present now and not have to wait for the slow, slow process of evolution. You know, Star, first of all, let me thank you for joining me here today. It's always so wonderful to connect with you. Um, I've loved my time with you every time we talk. I know. It, it gives me my uh, my what I like to call my uh, uh, shamanistic B12 shot. That, that's why I get that right in the butt, right in the butt. Uh, because the, what, the, what you're talking about and what your message has always been, by the way, uh, is, um, uh, is, is this thing that is all about getting the power that is within us and bringing it to the surface and manifestation of a greater good for the planet. Mm-hmm. And so we have a special treat for you because we've got that last track on that CD. Oh, fantastic. Yep. Yep, fantastic. Benny. I didn't tell Mr. Benny, but he's got it all queued up. We're going to give him a second to get that last track up. Uh, but the thing that, uh, and the thing that is so incredible is the way that you're taking this message out into the world. You know, I hope you will come back. I hope that, uh, well, I know I'll get to see you when you're in Seattle. Uh, and you're doing so much to help so many people. So thank you so much for being who you are. Dr. Pat, thank you for what you're doing and for holding that vision for um, coming from way back in the day to the present and still holding the same spirit that was birthed there. I really appreciate you and uh, Benny and all the people, good people who are doing the work around the planet, and we are all in this together, and this is our time to awaken the visionary shaman within. So let's do that, and I look forward to seeing everybody out there in Seattle and in Portland along the coast um, and having a wonderful time with all of you. All right. Thank you, Star Wolf, everybody, and we've got the treat for you, cranking it up right now. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
burning atheism, burning man, paganism, books, bats, birds, Transformation, 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 talk radio. Transformation, 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 talk radio. Transformation Talk Radio is designed to attract people like you and like me. Millions of people across the globe are looking to up-level their lives. If you have a message and want to take it out on Transformation Talk Radio, make sure you give us a call, 1-800-930-2819, or send an email to host at transformationtalkradio.com and get ready to host your own show on one of the fastest-growing transformative networks in the world. Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Don't touch that dial. We'll be beginning a brand new show at the top of the hour with one of our amazing hosts, Transformation Talk Radio. Talk radio to change the world. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number, 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. 